Welcome to the Blind Android Users Channel. This is your source for everything Android tutorials and demos, all from a blindness perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more content like this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 90 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Warren Carr, alongside with my co-hosts across the globe through our virtual studios. Today is Saturday, August the 27th, 2022. Coming up, we've got announcements. Then in our Android Basics segment, we return to the privacy, permissions, and account activity. Then in the spotlight, our friend John Dyer would be presenting unboxing of three items. The just released Samsung slew of stuff. That is the Z Fold 4, the Watch 5 Pro, and the Buzz Pro 2. And we closed with my highlights from TalkBack. For today's episode, I have Fidan from London, Doc Cameron, Austin Pinto, and our dear friend, John Dyer, whom I've dubbed as the official BAU Samsung Unboxer. Guys, welcome to episode 90. I can't believe we're up to 90, meaning we're 10 from the Centurion episode. And of course, guys, when we get to that Centurion episode, we would like all of you to participate with us. John, what's going on with you there in Virginia land? Hey, I'm doing good. It's getting hot again here. So it's about 90 degrees. We went for a walk this morning and it was pretty miserable. You know, with the humidity on top of the 90, it feels more like 100. But, you know, it's good weather, so can't really complain. That's really good. You know, I kind of imagine, though, that we should be slowing down. Um, we're kind of thankful we kind of slowed down here. We've been in the 90s, like, almost all week. And, you know, today it looks like we're just going to be, like, in the lowest 70s. So quite a change. And it feels like an early fall there if you're coming from 90-degree weather and down to, you know, going to be uh, 71 degrees. It kind of feels like we're stepping into that early um chill of an early fall. Fee, what are you cooking? I, I hope you're not in the garden today. That beer tent of yours, girl, uh, needs to be put away. What's going on? I am in the garden. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Um, last Saturday was also a beautiful day, but we had some annoying music from a nearby festival, and today it's lovely and peaceful. It's a beautiful day. It's... Um, 23 degrees, which I've just checked, that's about 73 in old um, in Fahrenheit. So um, it's quite a nice, comfortable temperature. But I am sitting with a under a sun umbrella parasol thing and a canopy. Um, it's beautiful, really lovely out here. Um, but we had it was getting really quite hot earlier in the week, and then we had lots of rain uh, in London. But some areas in the UK didn't have as much, but we had a lot. And then there was some flooding and things. But, um, yeah, it's nice today. And um, after church tomorrow, there's a picnic and it'll be just the right weather for that. So looking forward to that. Now, tell me, you're sitting there in the garden. You have a little, so you have that margarita umbrella. You have a little something in a glass or no? I have some fizzy elderflower drink. 
I, I thought I might have some wine or, or gin or something maybe later after I've done the podcast, because otherwise I'll probably get all of my words wrong. Well, because I'm just imagining if I'm sitting under an uh, uh, margarita umbrella, like I call them, absolutely, there's got to be some kind of a little glass there to the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there will be a bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, girl. Hey, Cam, what's going on, bro? Oh, you know, this week of like high 80s, low 90s temperatures, finally getting rain. So I'm kind of loving it. Um, yeah, not much else. Just keeping it calm, keeping it relaxed and probably having a drink or partaking in some other intoxicants later on today. Nice. Austin, is still raining in Mumbai or you guys are drying out? No, we are actually melting. The rain has disappeared. I don't know where the rain has gone. All the rain has just disappeared. So it's nice, very, very hot. And it's really melting weather here. Apart from that, it's normal day. Well, it's nice to be dry. I like it dry. I don't know. I don't no, like, I like the rain. It rain. So. Ah, no, I like it cold kind of more than anything else. Well, good. Well, if you're drying out, though, that means you're kind of getting cooler. I don't know. It's getting melting. Ah, okay. No, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you're cooling down and uh, cooling down at all. It could mean you're getting really hot. We had that yeah. recently. We had some rain, and then it started to get hotter again. And people were standing out in the rain, getting completely soaked and loving it because they'd been so hot. That it was just wonderful to 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 get wet. This was a couple of weeks ago. Not so much this week because it had cooled down. But um, yeah, the, the the rain can actually, when it's too hot, the rain can be lovely. I don't like the rain. I really don't like the rain. I I would take a blizzard over a downpour anytime. Rain makes me cold for some reason. I don't know. Uh, so I oh, never like rain. Take a blizzard? You go on the Dairy Queen. <laughs> I would love, yeah, sure. I probably should go to uh, Dairy Queen. I don't like that kind of blizzards, though, you know. Those are the only kind of blizzards. <laughs> the other ones are like swears. Like, come on, dude. White yeah. fluffy stuff should only come in a cup and be delicious. It should not come from the sky. I like those slushies from 7-Eleven, you know, big cup of, you know, slushy. Thank you oh. so much. <laughs> You're making me thirsty, bro. Yeah, uh, get you a drink, man. Let's now turn on to the announcements segment. Uh, Austin, do we have anything in announcements? Yeah, we have some announcements. We want to thank some donors. Bharat Bhadwaj has donated. Mario Navarro has donated. And Pamela Drake has donated quite generously. So thanks to all the donors who are supporting our cause. And Warren has got some announcements. But before that, if you use Plex to stream media, you have to change your password because there was a breach for Plex, a data breach, and people got emails to change their password. So if you have not got the email or you have not done so, please change your passwords because a lot of Data was breached. So over to Warren for some giveaway, fantastic giveaway announcement. 
So it was a hot cake that uh, Pixelbot A, whatever that thing, um, earbuds. So we have another one. So just keep an ear to it because we'll give a code word for it. And so the first person to contact us and you'll send us that uh, info to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. So when you know what the secret um, code is, just email it to us at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. That's C-O-N-T-A-C-T-U-S at blindandroidusers.com. I think that's what we got. We now move on to the Android Basics segment, and this week we return to the privacy, permissions, and activity controls. And so we'll be discussing this, but first, I want to go in here quickly and show you an overview of the things that we're going to be talking about. And now, here's what I'm talking about. I will now navigate to this area and look at the one we're focusing on, and that's the one we mentioned and that will be the activity control. I'll now tap on Privacy, Permissions, Account Activity, Personal Data. I'll go ahead and tap here. Privacy, Navigate Up, Button, Out of List. I will scroll toward the bottom of the phone and tap on the activity control. Showing item 7 to 16 of 16. Activity controls, choose the activities and info you allow Google to save. Here is activity controls, and it talks about what it does. Now, frankly, this has a lot of items, and I do encourage people, most especially people who are data conscious or don't want Google seeing what they're doing or things like that, and all of that, you really need to go in here and customize this to your own liking because Google lets you choose what they can access and what they cannot access, what can be stored and what should not be stored and if it should be stored, for how long that should be stored. So again, it is important to go in here and go through these items. We're not going to be able to go into each and every one of these individually but we show you what is here and so that you can go in here and customize them as you want. And then after showing you, we'll discuss these items or talk about this area in general and see what our consensus or disagreements are about this area. So here, let's go in here. Google Play Services. Close button out of list. When you go into this area, you're presented with a screen where you need to choose the account whose activity you would like to manage. In other words, if you have two accounts or three accounts with Google and you would like to see how those things are being managed or how you go about customizing them to the way you like, then you choose that account here. I'll tap on my account, for example, and we'll take a look at what we see. Warren Carr, warcare at gmail.com. I'll tab here to activate my account. Google Play Services. Navigate up, button, out of. Google Play Services. Navigate up, button, out. Upon tapping on that, we hear Google Play 
Activity Services or Google Play Services. So in other words, a lot of these have to do with Google Play Services because this involves things like apps and the like. I'll put my finger down. The data saved in your account helps give you more personalized experiences across all Google services. Choose which settings will save data in your Google account. Next. Safer with Google. A heading that says Safer with Google and below that. You control what data gets saved to your account. And. Learn more. Link. You could tap on Learn More. Next. Web and App Activity. Web and App Activity. This is a category too. And below that. Saves your activity on Google Sites and Apps, including associated info like location, to give you faster searches, better recommendations, and more personalized experiences in Maps, Search, and other Google services. Learn more. Link. And learn more. And below that, we have two buttons. One to the left and one to the right. The one to the left says on. On. And to the right of that, turn off button. Turn off, meaning you could turn off the above mentioned stuff with app activity and web activity and things like that. Now below those two buttons, one to the left, the on and the turn off. View all link. We have a view all, meaning if you tap here, you could see all those things. Subsettings. And under the subsettings, checked include Chrome history and activity from sites, apps, and devices that use Google services. Checkbox. Next. Checked saves your activity from apps on this device. Checkbox. Next. Auto delete on. Auto delete on. And you want to keep this on because you could set as to how often or how frequently these activities should be deleted. Button to set auto-delete options. There you go. Link to manage related activities. Link. Or you could tap there to manage the related activities. Manage all web and app activity. You could manage all the web and app activity. Location history. And then there's the location and history. Saves where you go with your devices, even when you aren't using a specific Google service, to give you personalized maps, recommendations based on places you've visited, and more. So in other words, just taking your phone around with you, even even though you're not using it, something may be going on in the background. Learn more. Link. And you could tab there to learn more. On. And that is on. You don't want it? Turn off button. There's a turn off again. So we have those two buttons again. The on right there to the left and the turn off to the right. Devices on this account. And then we get to devices on your account. That's another subheader. Collapsed. Devices on this account button. If you tab here, you're going to see your devices. So let's just quickly go in here so that you know what I'm talking about. I'll tab here to see what I'm talking about. Google expanded. Devices on this account button. Expanded. And we got? Checked. Pixel 6 Pro. This device checkbox. There's a Pixel 6 Pro. Pixel 4, checkbox. There's my Pixel 4. Checked. Moto Z3, checkbox. 
Doggone, I have a Moto Z3 on there. Pixel 3, checkbox. Checked, Nexus 6, checkbox. You get a drift of what I'm talking about. You could see devices here that you have. Let's collapse this and go below here. Devices on this account. Expanded, devices on this account. Collapsed. Now that we collapse that, let's look at what's below here. Subsettings. Next. Checked. Include the YouTube videos you watch. Checkbox. Include the YouTube videos you... Checked. Include your searches on YouTube. Checkbox. Include your searches on YouTube. Not checked. Include YouTube voice and audio activity. Checkbox. So as you can see, you can uncheck things that you don't want. Even if you have it turned on, you can uncheck individual stuff that you don't want or check individual things that you want checked. Include YouTube voice and audio activity. Auto-delete off. And this auto-delete is off. I could turn that on again and then choose how long it should be before it automatically gets deleted. Button to set auto-delete options. There you go. Link to manage related activities. Link manage history. The next item we want to look at here will be add personalization. In other words, you personalize how ads can be sent to you. Here's what I'm talking about. Add personalization. Add personalization. You can make ads more useful to you. All right. Add personalization is on. And it says add personalization is on. Go to add settings link. And we can go in here to the settings and see how these things are personalized. Sometimes the personalization, don't be surprised to see that things that you didn't opt into, but because maybe you've been to a site or things like that, it may think that you are interested in such a thing. So let's go in here and show you what I'm talking about. Google Play Services. Navigate up button. I'll put my finger near the top. Ad personalization, heading one. And we got... Google makes your ads more useful on Google services, such as Search or YouTube, and on websites and apps that partner with Google to show ads. Uh-huh. Next. Learn why you're seeing an ad. Link. Next. Ad personalization is on, heading two. Ad personalization is on, switch. Collapsed, advanced, button. We have the advanced, you could tap here, or next. Google, button. There's a Google. This one would be coming from Google. Adventure games, button. Adventure games. Android apps, button. Android apps. Android OS, button. Those are the categories. Antivirus and malware, button. Apparel, button. Apple iOS, button. Okay, as you can get the drift here as I go through these things. Audio and music software, button. Audio equipment, button. Now, it's likely that I probably have typed these things or one of these things into my search history or I have been to a page relating to these type of things and those things get put here. And this is when sometimes we see uh, ads that just come out of nowhere or we see surveys that come from Google and you kind of wonder why. Autos and vehicles, button. Autos and vehicles. Banking, button. Banking. 
Beauty and fitness, button. Beauty and fitness. Hmm. Books and literature, button. Okay. Business and productivity software, button. I want to tap on one of these just for giggles. So I'll put my finger down in the middle. And so it's going to be like a lottery. Which one I tap on or which one my finger lands on. Apparel, button. I landed on apparel. I'll tap here. Add setting, close, button. And putting my finger down. Apparel, heading one. And I got... Google estimates this interest based on your activity on Google services such as search or YouTube while you were signed in. Exactly. That's what I was talking about. Next. Manage your activity. Link. I could tap that and manage that and say, hey, I don't want it. Or... Close. Button. I can close it. Turn off. Button. Or say, turn it off. And of course, so if you don't like that, you turn it off. And that's what I'm talking about. And now, my crew and I are going to discuss these things. And again, you guys, take your time to go in here, clean up the things you don't want to be in here, and include things or keep things that you would like to keep. And that's the overview, guys. Let's talk about this area, the activity control. I think it's a very important area because, as you can see, there's so many things in there. I just even touched the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, because there's so many things in there. And we do encourage people, as I indicated, to go in here and adjust things to their own liking. You, if you don't want to be uh, getting ads sent to you from, you know, some women's uh, store, or if you don't want uh, ads sent to you from some guy's uh, store, that kind of stuff, you need to go in here and really personalize and take things that you don't want to turn them off and stuff like that. Guys, what are some of these areas that you find either annoying to you or something that you, you like? I think I like the idea that Google is giving us a lot of choices in here. Uh, prior till now, though, if it were not for all that European stuff and the stuff also going in here in the U.S., uh, everything, we didn't see these things. But now we have the ability to go in here and choose what we want. So I think I kind of like what is going on. You can turn it off. When we're talking about personalized ads, is that for websites or apps or just anywhere where there's ads? Because that's what I wasn't sure about. Um, I usually turn that off because I find it a bit spooky, um, you know, when I've been looking something up and then I get similar ads, I'm like, oh, no. Um, and sometimes the um, personalized ads are hilarious. Like I was on Facebook the other week and um, there was an advert saying the army still needs you. And I thought, I don't think it does. <laughs> Well, you can be a chaplain. You can be a chaplain there, though, if no, you wanted you, you, to. You can't. No, you can't. In the UK Army, you have to train. If you're doing anything with the Army, you have to be capable to be a soldier. So I don't think the Army needs me. Um, I also don't think I need to be in the Army. To be quite honest, I'm happy being a local preacher in my local churches, really. That's, that's you know, I'm not sure I'd be, I'd be up for the whole battles. I think that's a bit too much excitement for me. Um, and then I had one a couple of days later that the police needed me. I thought, again, um, I doubt it. <laughs> but so are we, I mean, that was Facebook, but are we talking about 
you know, where where where, where are these ads appearing? Because that wasn't very clear to me. Uh, I I would turn them off anyway. I don't mind having um having it keep a record of what YouTube videos I watch though, because that sometimes that can be quite handy when you um when you've seen a good video and then somebody's rung you up or something and you've forgotten all about it and then a few days later you think, oh, what was that song or what was that sermon or or um, talk or about whatever that I saw the other day and if you didn't have a record of your recently viewed videos you um you might not be able to find it again because there's so much stuff on there so I, I don't mind having a record of the videos I've watched I find that quite um quite helpful I guess if there was anything I wanted to watch that I didn't want in the um in that record I could always sign out first and I'd probably watch it on the computer yeah or instead. go incognito yeah yeah but um but I find it quite helpful, especially with my studies at the moment, because part of those includes watching various videos of other people's sermons or um, or of hymns or whatever, because um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm studying to be a um, local preacher. So uh, there's quite a lot of um, hymns, especially, and some of them I like and some of them not so much. But then I can add the ones I liked to my liked videos as well and and or find them again if it says watch this and I think oh I've already watched this I I can find it from before um but the ads I mean I suppose there might be ads in YouTube as well um unless you pay for YouTube and I'm not doing that so (laughs) too many people want your money for these things Going through that overview that I just went through, you you have, you know, that web controls and then you have app controls. And so when you have, if you have apps personalized, then uh, you're basically getting things tailored to you. Like I showed that about apparel. The whole idea is that if you went to a website or maybe I don't have Facebook, for example, but if I mistakenly click on a uh, web page belonging to uh, Facebook or anything having to do with Facebook, I may get ads from that because Google assumes that I like that page that I just went to through that Facebook page. And so randomly, those things would come to me because I have been on Facebook. But if I don't want ads from that Facebook page, then I say, turn that off. I don't want that or just because i went to a certain store doesn't mean that i'm interested in women's clothing i simply went there with my wife or whatever and all of a sudden so i'm getting ads from that i don't want that so these are the kind of stuff that you know people need to be on the lookout for because you may see ads like that and you kind of wonder why on earth or how on earth are these things coming to me? But they all come from such visits to uh, physical stores or from, you know, web pages that you, you open or maybe there's a pop-up somewhere and that is part of that. And Google just assumes that you like that page. And so uh, you go in here and you want to make sure you turn those things off. You can turn them back on if you decide later on, hey, you know, I think I like that uh uh, you know, um, McFrugal's or whatever, you know, that store, they may have some coffee in there you may want to drink. Who knows? <laughs> John, have you ever been... When you're talking, you're talking about the adverts, 
appearing on on web pages when you're doing searches and things like that are you and um uh, or are we talking about them appearing on app, apps or are we just do we just mean anywhere it's, it's anywhere that you can get them. ads it's both of yeah. them because when you have you have an app that sends you ads you know like free apps will send you ads now you can control those in here too because if yeah. you you know, listen to that overview that I have, you know, you have apps as well. So if you go in there, um, you could be, you could target, say, hey, I don't want this ad uh, or whatever. I don't want ads coming from here and there. But there are some of them that you can't necessarily uh, turn off, but it's monumental, it's huge. And I you know, I don't think we have time to go into each and every one of these things. Uh, but no. it, it, it doesn't mean you're not going to get ads, but you can choose whether I just randomize my ads or uh, let me kind of choose where I want ads coming from. But you will have ads regardless. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't normally buy things that ads show me anyway so i don't bother with personalized ones because i feel like if you have personalized ads it'll be looking more closely at what you what you're searching to to personalize those more and maybe they'll be looking anyway because big brother is watching you and all that but i don't know (laughs) i I, i'm afraid the personalized ads um they they do creep me out a little bit when they're a bit too close to what i've been looking at i'm like oh oh no oh that's too weird (laughs) you know i don't like it so i always turn it off yeah that's what that reminds me of something that happened to me on facebook a few times actually now this is unrelated because facebook serves their own ads but they do the same type of thing where they sort of try to track you and stuff and i've actually got an ad for an item on ebay that is literally my eBay listing that I posted. And I'm like, I don't want to buy that. I'm selling that. <laughs> so they definitely know about that crazy. I've been to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they definitely know that I've been to that page because they're recommending I go back and buy the thing. So but yeah, I think generally what were you, what were you selling? That's what I want to know. I'm curious. Oh, I have now. no idea. I sell stuff all the time on eBay, maybe oh. a phone or something like that. I was going to say, was it a phone? Because, I mean, yeah, you are interested in phones. But, yeah, not not your own that you don't want anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to buy it and send it to myself and pay eBay all the fees for nothing. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass on that. But, yeah, I think generally it's good that Google has this transparency. I think it can freak a lot of people out if they go in there and look like, wait, you're tracking this, you're tracking that. But overall, it's a good thing to have control over it. I personally don't. Um, mind it. I mean, it made me laugh in that one situation on Facebook, but um, you know, if, if I'm going to have to sit through an ad and I guess this applies mostly to YouTube because, you know, on web pages, it's easy enough to ignore ads if, if they're even accessible, but um, generally, you know, if I'm going to be shown an ad, it would be nice if it's something I care about, not just something completely random, but you know, everybody feels differently about it. And that's why it's good that those controls are in there. I just wonder how much of it is a is a bit of a smokescreen, though. And this is because I'm a jaded cynic. But, like, I wonder whether there's still stuff tracking you anyway in the background, even if you turn these things off. Um, but that's just me, you know. Well, there are always things that would track you. Uh, 
even your cell towers will, t- mm-hmm. will track your you ISPs and things like definitely that. Definitely track you. Uh, another thing that the ads are for, most especially when we have that COVID thing hit, uh, you notice if you're using something like uh, Google Rewards, for example, you know, it used to be that I went down to the uh, to the hardware store and, you know, I got an ad based on that. But with those things, when we were not moving around, you notice that ads or the Google Rewards things now took on a different form and shape. And so those ads that you see or pages you went to, you can also get uh, ads or, you know, surveys from Google Rewards based on those uh, businesses online that you've been to. And so this is part of that stuff as well. So if you want to be able to accumulate those Google rewards, uh, then, you know, if you don't turn that off, then you get more frequent, uh, you know, service. Sometimes I get like five or six back to back. I finish one and then another comes in and I'm like, my gosh, what's going on with this? And, uh, I'm up to like 50 whatever dollars on my Google reward. Uh, I spend it as quickly as they come, but I've kind of accumulated it a little bit for a while now. I haven't uh, been spending much, but so uh, that's another way to get money to buy apps that you're interested in too. If you, at least if you're going to get ads, you might as well get something back for it, right? I mean, those uh, peanuts. Uh, so this is... Um... This is dollars to spend in the Play Store you're talking about. Exactly. You know, like Google Wars. Yeah. Yeah. We now turn on to John's unboxing of all the three, the Galaxy Fold 4, the Buds Pro 2, and the Galaxy Watch Pro 5. Hello, everyone. John Dyer here, and... I have quite an unboxing for you. I just received some items from Samsung. I want to go through them real quick and open them. I have some earbuds, a watch, and a phone. So, first going to start off with the earbuds. Um, Typical square box. I think I have to cut the tape into spots. Yep. Just open it up and see what we got here. Um, so, okay. If you've had Samsung earbuds before, it's pretty um, I think it might be the same exact size as the cases I'm used to. Um, except it feels nicer. It's um, It's got more of a matte finish to it rather than the glossy finish, but it's the same shape. It even has the round kind of circular indentation in the bottom of it. So you could tell the bottom from the top pretty easily. Um, Galaxy Buds 2 Pro. And... <laughs> That's them trying to connect to my phone. We can ignore that. I opened the case. That's why I did that. I'm just going to put them in and see what the fit is like. Okay, so just putting them in for a second. I like the fit so far. I mean, obviously, only time will tell. But for the size, they seem to fit 
pretty good. Um, Voice recorder. Okay. Again, sorry about that. I think the uh, connection dialogue must have gone away. All right, so obviously you have to check these days, you know, find out what else is in the box, if anything. Yes, I do have a charging cable, um, USB-C to USB-C, and a little box with extra um, tips for the earbuds, different sizes. All right, that's that. Let's go on to the watch now. Again, I'll find the tape to cut. Where is there a tape to cut? Seems like, oh, here it is. It's near the corner. rectangular box um, let's see what's in this part first so in case I haven't mentioned it those were <laughs> the Galaxy Buds 2 Pro that I just unboxed and this is the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro that I'm unboxing now right. so in this box there's the charger. It's the usual magnetic uh, circular charger on one end and then USB-C on the other end. Make sure. Yeah, that's USB-C. And then, set that stuff aside. Here's the um, watch part. Okay. Um, it's completely, uh, I'm assuming, yeah, that's the front. It's completely flat on the front, which I'm not used to. Um, the bezel is raised all around it to sort of protect the screen. But yeah, it's completely flat. It's not rounded at all on the front. And I'm gonna turn it on just to see what we got here. I don't know which button I'm supposed to hold. So I pressed the top one and it vibrated. It's gonna wait a few seconds and then I'm gonna try the Two finger hold, just out of curiosity. Let me see what else is in this box. Um, yeah, the band is the other thing in the box. I um, I just got the basic sports band in black, or I think graphite. But um, they offer all kinds of bands. 
Just gonna Galaxy Watch 5 Pro GHRR. Sorry again. I'm just holding this my two fingers on here to see if anything happens. Um not getting anything. Voice recorder. Okay. So I don't know if you can hear that or not, but it seems to be working. Talk back on. Okay. Welcome to talk back. So talk back is on. Okay, I'm going to back out of that. See if I can turn this off. Okay, so that's powering off. So you can turn on accessibility from the um, get-go, which is good. All right, time for the Fold 4. The moment I've been waiting for. Now this is a square box because it comes unfolded. Top here is probably the SIM removal tool and um, the booklets and stuff you don't care about. Okay, it's the phone. I'm gonna set it aside for a second just to see what else we got in here. Eventually, there's not gonna even be a cable in here. So there's nothing else in the bottom of there, so in the lid there must be a cable. Let's see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's a cable in the lid. USB-C to USB-C. Okay. Alright, now I'm gonna peel the paper off this bad boy. Try not to be too crazy. Or maybe I should. So, to wait so long. <laughs> okay. Alright. Alright. Okay. Yeah, this is cool. Um, it's unfolded now. I'm just trying to see if I can feel the crease. I honestly cannot feel the crease. That's nice. Okay. So I'll just give you a breakdown of, well, first I'll say the, the back has kind of a Glossy, sort of, not glossy, more of a matte finish to it, uh, which is nice. It's got a little bit of grip, but not too much. Um, of course, the half of the back is a screen, so <laughs> that, of course, feels like glass. Um, 
So I'm going to start going along the top. I feel from the top right, going along the top, I think there's like a mic hole, um, the hinge in the middle, and then there's a speaker uh, on the left side. This is all along the top. Then now going down the left side, I think there's the SIM tray near the top, along the left, and every is just blank below that. Now going across the bottom, there's a speaker on the left, then there's the hinge, USB-C port, and maybe another mic? Yeah, another mic there. And then, of course, along the right side there, there's a power button at the top. No, volume button's at the top. Because this is a Samsung phone, not a Pixel phone. <laughs> volume button's at the top, and then the side key under that with the fingerprint reader. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and close it for the first time. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. I'll go ahead and turn turn it on. So I'm holding the side key now, and it just vibrated. I kind of like how the uh, newer pixels have like a vibration to let you know when it's on the boot up screen, but this doesn't have that, so I'll just wait a little longer. I'll try it now. Press both side and talk back on. Okay, so get talk, talk back on. Allow talk back to make and manage phone calls. Don't allow button. Allow. Samsung setup wizard. Welcome. Alright, so one thing I'm going to check because. English. Start. Emergency accessibility. It's been an issue on Samsung. Talk back. Phones lately. Tap to act. Visibility at not. Talk back. Talk back. Talk back. Talk back on switch. Talk back shortcut. On talk back settings. I'm going to go into the settings. Talk back settings. Sound and vibration, bot, speak passwords, passwords only spoken when using headphones, off switch, 4 of 12. Okay, so I don't know if Double you can to hear that or not, but on. speak passwords was turned off, which can be accessible. Samsung setup wizard. which can be a source of frustration if you're going to be putting in passwords during setup, so, and the reason you need to do it in the beginning is because in the talkback menu. Read, copy, spoke, screen, hide screen, cancel. See, there's no talkback settings in the uh, talkback menu during setup. So you have to go in the talkback settings at the very, very beginning and turn on that um, password, um, speak passwords, just to make things easier on yourself. I was hoping Samsung had fixed that, but uh, not yet, I guess. So I'll go ahead and.
um, just go through the setup and everything and then let you know how it goes. So I went ahead and finished the setup and I didn't have any huge issues with it. Um, the issues I did have were related to my um, restoring settings. So I used smart switch to copy over everything from my other phone, which was around 70 gigabytes. It took about a half an hour, but when it first copied over the settings, I think when it changed the TTS engine, TalkBack crashed. So I just had to use the accessibility shortcut to turn TalkBack on again. So I just pressed volume up inside key and let go. And that brought TalkBack back up with um, my Google TTS instead of Samsung TTS. Uh, the, the other issue I had, you probably won't have because it had to do with some weird magnifier settings that transferred over wrong and was messing up TalkBack for me. But um, I knew what it was, so I went into the settings and fixed it. Um, so it was a pretty, I guess it was pretty smooth. <laughs> I got through it. Um, for a minute, I didn't think my home screen copied over, but it, it waited until all the files were completely copied over from my phone before it updated the home screen. So I had like the stock home screen for like 20 minutes at least. And I was worried everything wouldn't copy over, but in the end it did. So I was pretty happy with the process. And one more thing I just wanted to mention, um, after having a a few minutes with the device is that you can definitely feel the crease in the screen. I couldn't feel it when I first opened it, but I think it's because I hadn't actually closed the phone yet. So after having closed the phone and opening it back up and using it, I can definitely feel where the crease is. It's not anything obnoxious. Like it, you get used to it. It doesn't bother me or anything, but just wanted to mention that you can definitely feel it. So like I said, I just had a few minutes with it, but I'm looking forward to getting some good hands-on time with it for the next couple of days, and then I will let you guys know what I think about it. Now, John, that was a beautiful unboxing of these things. Uh, now that you have those things, John, what are some of the uh, things that you've observed? I'm kind of... Uh, kind of curious about especially the watch you know if you had the four as well and you know do you notice anything different some people are saying hey you know there's nothing different i don't want to get the five and all of that uh, is there any difference i know there's not much but besides all that battery we've mentioned and you know how tough the glass is and all of that but talk about that and also talk about you know, if you notice anything different about the new earbuds as well as the Z Fold 4 compared to the Z Fold 3. Okay. So um, I'll start with the watch. I haven't had the watch for in a while. I pretty much got rid of it right after I, like within a month of getting it, I ended up selling it. So it, these could be things that they've just improved over the OS, but I'll tell you what I've noticed that's been different. Obviously, they've added Google Assistant uh, a few months back, which is nice. It's good to have Google Assistant on there. So, John, in other words, what you are saying is that this one out of the box, that's the Galaxy Watch uh, 5 Pro, does it come with Assistant on board as to what happened in the and it had to come much, much later on. 
Are you saying we have it right out of the box, uh, the Google Assistant on the 5 Pro? It, you can install the Assistant right out of the box, but of course they have Bixby on there. Um, so you would need to go to the Play Store and download Google Assistant. Then you can go into the settings and set it as your main assistant. And what I've found is that although Google Assistant is better at a lot of things, it can't really control the actual watch. So like you can't set screen brightness or turn on do not disturb, um, you know, adjust the volume using Google Assistant. You need to use Bixby for that. But the good thing is you are able to set Bixby to a long press of the home button and have Google Assistant be a double press of the home button. So you have quick access to both. And then you can choose which one you want to use for which activities, which um, I, I've been pretty happy with it. I I don't know that it's um, much improved over what I've experienced with it last time I had Google Assistant, which was on my Fossil Gen 5. And the thing that bothered me about that is that you couldn't do routines. And I thought, this is weird. So I assumed they would have maybe made routines compatible by now, but they haven't. So like you, like if I were to just say goodnight, it wouldn't do my bedtime routine. You know, it turns off all the lights and locks the door, turns the AC down, all that type of thing. Um, but, um, and a I'll just mention a couple other things that I've noticed about this specific watch. And that's that I don't miss the rotating bezel as much as I thought I would. So the way it's designed, the, the screen is completely flat and there's a physical bezel around it. Obviously it doesn't rotate, but it's raised around the edge. So it's very easy to find the edge of the phone. What I've had um, problems in the past on Samsung watches with the digital bezel is that I, did, I had a hard time feeling the edge of the screen because the glass kind of just wrapped around the edge of the phone. But that's not the case here. So it's easy to find. And as you're, you know, moving your finger along it, there's some haptics to let you know how many notches it's turned, you know. So that's good. Obviously, in the case of like Doug, who likes to use it to fidget with, you're not going to be able to do that. So that's the, that's the downside, I guess. <laughs> we take away the fidget spinner from uh, Doug. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm just like... I'm going to hold out on buying the, the watches for as long as I can, just so I can keep my fidget spinner. <laughs> but tell me, John, how about the responsiveness? I'm talking about the screen reader, uh, because some of the problems that people were talking about back then had to do with the, um, oh, the screen is not responsive enough or whatever, the screen reader is sluggish and that kind of stuff. What's the experience with uh, the Watch 5 Pro? I'm going to be honest, it doesn't feel much different. It doesn't feel it's much still, different. No, it's still pretty sluggish, which I mean makes sense, you know, same processor as before. Um, so I mean it might it, it might be a little bit better, but it's still a little sluggish. It's definitely usable though. Um I I wanted to mention something else though, uh, as far as accessibility is this I don't know if they added this at some point, but I know it wasn't there last time I had the watch and that's the um, where you can have it vibrate the time to you. Um, that's in the accessibility options now. So if you have the screen on and you just tap with two fingers, it'll vibrate the hour to you. And if you double tap with two fingers, it'll vibrate the minutes to you. So, you know, if you want to stealthily check the time, if you're like in a meeting or 
hanging out with family, you know, and you don't want the whole room to know you're checking your time. That's actually a really nice feature to have. Watches have done that for ages, haven't they? Or the Apple Watch updated? has. No, yeah, I had I, a Galaxy Watch about three years ago that did that. Well, not the Galaxy Watch that runs Wear OS. So the Galaxy Watch 4 didn't do that. They may have updated it since then, but when I had it, it didn't have that. I had a watch before that, and it was in about 2018 or 19. And yeah, the, 18. before the Watch 4, Samsung used yeah. their own operating system, so the oh, features and stuff so, were different. So they took away some features, and now they've brought them back. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And they're not the same operating system. You had a Tizen watch, and we're talking, this one is a Wear OS, you know, powered by, you know, Wear OS. So uh, very different, even though from the same uh, manufacturer, but that's really neat. So my question to you guys, because I've never used that feature, uh, actually, well, I, I just never, you know, see it on the watch for, I didn't look for it, like you said, John. Uh, so how is 12 represented, you know, by a uh, vibe? Vi it would be one one long press and then two short, or one long vibration and two short vibrations. So oh. for 10, if it's 10, it'll be a long vibration. So like if it's, if you're doing, want to find the minutes and it's 36, it'll vibrate three long vibrations and then six short vibrations. Oh my goodness! Uh, so, so if it's nine o'clock, for example, I'll have nine vibrations. Yeah, short yep. ones. Uh, short mm -hmm. ones. <laughs> but yeah, nine is the longest number. You, you, you want a long one? Uh, see, like a long yeah. vibration for the twelve and the ten. <laughs> yes, Warren. Uh... <laughs> okay, because really, that's a very interesting, uh, unique idea because I'd never had an experience with that. So I'm kind of fascinated by that. I think that really helps in the sense that you don't want anyone to know you're looking at the time. That really comes in handy, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It really does. I like that. Now, how about the phone? Okay, so uh, the phone? The, the default, yeah. So I really like it. I haven't had any accessibility issues besides just one weird thing with the best buy app um but that i also had that on my z flip 3 from last year so it's just something weird where it doesn't let you um touch the top part of the screen but it's that's the only app i've had that issue in and it only happens on the external display so if i open the phone it works fine but uh, overall the phone is I really like having that extra screen real estate when I open it up. Um, it's the the cool thing is, and it took me a day or two to discover this, but so by default, when you open it up into the tablet mode, it changes the app to the tablet version of the app. So for an example, if you're in a messaging app, it'll make the list of all your conversations be on the left side and then the conversations the actual conversation that's active be on the right side of the screen. So it kind of gives you like a split screen experience in this, in that one app. But what I've found is that in the display settings, you can disable that and just have it be, just give me the regular phone app, even when I'm using the large screen. And that actually, I love that because you, you have so much more screen real estate. And like if I'm using telegram, for example, 
I I have to do way less scrolling like through the conversation because you know if somebody leaves a long message that's like twenty lines, you know, on this super big screen, it's only going to be like not even ten lines long, you know. So it's a lot less scrolling that you have to do, which I'm really enjoying that. And um, because I have low vision, I also just enjoy the larger screen. If I'm really trying to see something, I can just open it up and use the magnifier and try to make something out if I need to. Um, or I'm watching a YouTube video or something like that. It's definitely nice to have it there. And it works for the most part like a regular phone when it's closed. And one of the best features, in my opinion, is the fingerprint sensor not being in the screen because you guys have heard me say I'm not a fan of those. So I like having the fingerprint sensor in the button. That's been nice. You know what I really like, though, that you mentioned a little while ago there, John, it has to be that uh, the fact that when you open up Unfold, the whole thing, um, some of the apps, you know, become like a tablet mode. And I really like that. And talking about messaging, I would love to have something like that, you know, where I have these things on the left and these things on the right. Like, I like using my things like in a in a grid like for example when i'm on say google drive or whatever i don't like having things in a, a list mode uh, like most people like to i like i kind of prefer my stuff on that grid um and so hearing this i would love it and if i think if i'm going to get this uh, type of thing it would be primarily because of this uh uh, function that you just made, and most especially Google has optimized things to work better now with tablets, and you know Samsung just uh, just all over it, and I like that. So uh, I think you are making me. <laughs> I mean, I thought I wasn't ready for the <laughs> fold, but I don't know. I may have to think twice. <laughs> I mean, one one memory? just for giggles. How how much memory does uh, does this phone have, and and can you put a memory card in? I'm guessing probably you there, can't do that. No, you can't put a memory card in. And this one I got is 512 gigabytes, but well, it quite comes a good, uh, good amount of memory. Yeah, the base model comes in 256, and you you have the option to upgrade to 512 or one terabyte if you want to. Oh wow, not bad. Mm -hmm. So I, I would be going for the one terabyte if I'm getting one. You, you would. Know me. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> My gosh, that's such a beautiful thing. My wife fell in love with the Z uh, Fold 3. And uh, so we're going to go to the store. She might want to get one of these and I get to play with it. Who knows? <laughs> nice. Yeah. And so how about the earbuds? Anything you notice comparing it to your Sony Link uh, S? Uh, do you find them comparable or you find uh, or you prefer the Sony over this or you prefer the uh, the one from Samsung over the Sony? So so I'm going to come at this from a screen reader user perspective, you know, because you can find anyone tell you like what sound quality is better and all this stuff. But I've had this weird issue with them where the they become out of sync with each other. And when you're using a screen reader, it kind of sounds like robotic and echoey because they're not quite in sync with each other. And now when you play, where you're playing media, it's fine. They're perfectly in sync, but it's like when you're not playing media, they kind of get lazy. Like, I don't know if they're trying to save battery or what, but they, 
just have a problem staying in sync. And it's something that occurs like every few minutes. It's only for like a, two or three seconds, but it's enough to annoy me. And um, so that's kind of dampened the experience for me. I mean, overall, they're good. really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> because, because and that's why I wanted to point it out, because this is something you're not going to see in a typical review. Because, like I said, when media is playing, they work perfectly fine. I wonder, is this a Bluetooth low energy or is this a Bluetooth um, 5.2 issue? Because, I mean, if they're losing sync, one can foresee that it's probably a Bluetooth issue somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but I think what is going on here, though, I think they are not translating your screen reader is not prioritized as a music. I think that's the problem exactly. that's going on here. It's not that there's any problem with uh, the Bluetooth uh, codec or whatever that it's using. It's that screen reader is not seen as music. And I think that's an interesting thing that maybe they need to know about. But as you indicated, though, that only happens like some few seconds or it's, it's not an ongoing thing. Yeah. Like if you don't have music going on and all I'm doing is using my phone with my screen reader, mm -hmm. it's not like a perpetual thing that sounds like that. But, you know, it happens like when you transition from like music to your screen reader. Is that what's, what, what the case is? So it's like, I don't know what causes it, but it just like say you're not playing any media and you're just using your screen reader. Every few minutes it'll happen for a couple seconds. Now it's it, you can still hear it and understand it, so it doesn't like prevent me from doing anything. But it's just something that annoys me, <laughs> so I wanted to point it out. But you know, other than that, you know, I think I'm still going to go back to my Link Buds S because I love those. I mean, they they've been my favorite earbuds. I think that I've ever used. They're just so light and um, comfortable, and the latency is the lowest that I've ever used on some earbuds. The latency on this is not bad either. Um, I'd say that the latency on these is less than what what you'd find on like Pixel Buds, but I don't think it's as good as what you would find on the Sony headphones. What about noise cancelling? Do these have noise cancelling or not? Yes, they have noise cancelling and it works pretty good. Um, I'd say that about on par with my Sony's, what I'm used to. But I'll also mention the um, ambient mode, which is like the pass-through, because you know I use that a lot because I want to be aware of my surroundings in most cases. And it, it works okay, but if you turn it up too high, it sounds bad. Like, you'll still be able to hear things, but they'll sound weird. So, um, again, I prefer the pass-through mode on my Sony headphones, but um, this is there and it does work. Yeah, because I have some Sony ones, the SW something, uh, with noise cancelling, and um, they they are very handy. Noise cancelling can be really important if you're using a screen reader, especially, and you have to travel on the. Uh, I often have to travel on an, on the underground, mm -hmm. and if you're going in tunnels, they're very noisy. Those trains, that it's very very loud. Like it can hurt your ears sometimes. It's so loud. So if you're trying to hear your screen reader um or your book that you're reading or whatever then um noise cancelling is really important and th that works well and um i don't know what whether the samsung buds have this but on my sony i can touch 
one of the buds and it'll temporarily put the ambient mode on so that I can hear the announcement of the next station or whatever it is and then take my hand away and that stops um that's quite handy as well um yeah I, I, I like that, feature. that on the Samsung does the Samsung one have that or not so you for on the Samsung you have to toggle between so you'd press and hold and let go and then you would be in ambient mode and then you have to do it again to go back so it it doesn't have the temporary version of it that you're talking about with the Sony's but you can toggle back and forth easily now the ba- how long does it last how long do they last the battery you know or have you not had it long enough yet I, really to yeah to i couldn't just... tell you oh, okay you know back to the screen reader uh issue i'm kind of thinking that probably because it's not like i i said i think it's not considering it to be you know music or whatever or maybe it's kind of putting the whatever to sleep. Um, I don't know. But if it's not like an ongoing thing, that's not too bad. But I, I really appreciate you talking about this because then it kind of helps people to know whether they want this or not and things like that. And if one thinks that such a thing could be a problem or something that perturbs them, then probably that may not be the choice to go for. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I... I looked for a firmware update. There isn't one now, but if I get one and the issue's fixed, I will definitely um, let you guys know, either mailing list or Telegram group. And, you know, probably this is something that one could also report to Samsung, you know, for screen readers, because I think it's important for them to know what's going on. And if there's a way to correct that, that should be corrected. Um. So I know you said this would be covered in other reviews, but talking about the earbuds... Um, how is the sound compared to your Sony? And also, how is the sound on your phone's um, speakers as well? How, how good is that? How would you describe it? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I'll actually do the phone first because I wanted to bring that up and I forgot. I love the speakers on this thing. And it's because, you know, typically in a phone you have stereo speakers, but they're kind of weird stereo because one is downward facing and the other one is forward facing because it's like combined with the earpiece but on this phone you have two full um one's downward facing and one's upward facing so like if you have it if you're holding it in landscape or if you have it open and you're holding it in landscape like you have like two equal equally powerful um speakers which are actually really nice i love the speakers on this thing um and as far as the earbuds i i would say they're really good they're Right. So I don't know how people can say like um they have a problem with either um the Sony Link Buds S, the um Pixel Buds Pro and these Galaxy Buds 2 Pro. I think they're all really great. They're pretty comparable to each other. I I even did a test where I'd put one in each ear and compare like play the same song and try to tell the difference and i couldn't really tell much of a difference so i think you can't really go wrong with either of those three sets of earbuds i just thought i'd check that because for example sometimes with some brands of earbuds people say oh no they've got too much bass or things like that you know so or all the trebles a bit tinny or something like that so i'm glad you've got them glad they all sound nice yeah i like them that's really beautiful. 
SW. That's our code to give away those earbuds. And, you know, I really like that, John. It's a beautiful sounding thing from your description. And I like that fold that you talked about the speakers. If it has its own arrangement, a little bit different, like you just described, um, apart from that of the flip. Yeah, this sounds like it's a better sounding machine. And thank you so much, John, for all that review and for coming back to talk about uh, your, you know, observations after the unboxing and all of that. And I think this is really key because it kind of helps people to know what to do and what not to do or what to get and what not to get, depending on what they want or what their needs are. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, no problem. I, I'm glad to come on and I had fun sharing it with all you guys. So thanks for having me. We now conclude today's episode with our Talkback Highlights, and here comes Talkback Highlights. We continue now with our theme of highlights from Talkback. This is installment 50. With this installment, we now conclude the highlights from Talkback. In our last installment, installment 49, we saw the swiping down with four fingers to move to the previous window. For today's demonstration, I will be using my Pixel 6 Pro with Android 13 and TalkBack 13.0. I am on the home screen and for nostalgia's sake, instead of tapping with three fingers to invoke the TalkBack menu, I will be using the swiping down with one finger and curving to the right to bring up my talkback menu. I will now swipe down and curve to the right to invoke the talkback menu. Talkback menu. Actions in list. I am in the talkback menu. The item I'm looking for next will be the talkback settings. I will put my finger down and tap on talkback settings. Talkback settings. Here is Talkback settings. I'm tapping here to activate the Talkback settings. Talkback settings. Navigate up, button, out of list. I am now in the Talkback settings. Now again, if your phone is not tall enough, you would need to scroll down this screen and you scroll down the screen by putting two fingers in the middle of the phone and gliding those fingers upward, and that in turn scrolls down the screen or scrolls down the page. Because I have a tall enough of a phone, I am simply putting my finger toward the bottom part of the phone, and therein is the item we're after, and that will be customized gestures. Customized gestures. Here is Customize gestures. I will tap here to activate this item. Customize gestures out of list. We are now on the customization page of the gestures. This is now the time for us to change our granularity. And if you've been following us in this series of talkback highlights, then you are familiar with the fact that we will now switch to the heading granularity. 
As I've indicated time and time again, we've got one of three methods through which we can change the granularity. In other words, change the mode that we are in, whether you are in a word mode, line mode, paragraph mode, or whatever, we need to switch that granularity now to the heading granularity. The first method that I prefer is that scrubbing up and down with one finger in one fluid movement to change the granularity. The second and third ones would be to either swipe down with three fingers, swipe from left to right with three fingers, or swipe from right to left with three fingers. So basically, when it's all said and done, we really absolutely have two methods of changing the granularities, either using the one-finger gesture or using the three-finger gestures by swiping down, swiping from left to right, or swiping from right to left. I am optimistic that mine is already set to the heading granularity. And once you find that heading granularity, now what we need to do is simply swipe down with one finger and keep swiping with one finger till we get to the desired heading. I will now swipe down with one finger until we get to the four finger heading. Here I go. One finger heading in list. I'll swipe down again. One finger back and forth, heading. Swipe down. One finger angle, heading. Showing item 7 to 17 of 51. And remember, I am simply swiping with one finger. Swipe down again. Two fingers, heading. Showing item 17 to 26 of 51. I am now to the two finger heading. Swipe down again. Three fingers, heading. Showing items 26 to 36 of 51. We are now down to the three-finger heading. And one more swipe, and that will place us on the four-finger heading. And that's the heading we're after. I will now swipe to the four-finger heading. Four fingers heading. There is our four-finger heading. And for revision's sake, let's go through all the gestures of the four-finger heading, and then we'll pick it up from there with the last two items that we're going to be talking about. Here are the ones that we have gone through so far. Tap with four fingers, practice gestures. Next. Double tap with four fingers, open tutorial. Showing items 36 to 45 of 51. Next. Double tap and hold with four fingers, pass through system gesture. Showing items 42 to 51 of 51. Next. Triple tap with four fingers, tap to assign. Next. Swipe up with four fingers, previous window. And the one we saw last week in installment 49 was... Swipe down with four fingers, next window. And now for today's, we've got these two that we're going to look into. And these are unassigned gestures. The first one is... Swipe left with four fingers, tap to assign. Swipe left with four fingers, unassigned. In other words, what we're talking about here is that this gesture has not been assigned. So, we could choose to assign this to do whatever gesture it is that we want to use when we swipe left with four fingers. The last item would be... 
Swipe right with four fingers, tap to assign. Swipe right with four fingers, just like swiping left with four fingers, is unassigned. Now, what this means is that whether I tap on swipe right with four fingers unassigned or swipe left with four fingers unassigned, I could go choose whatever action or gestures I would like this to help me do. I'll show you what I'm talking about and then we'll bring it to a close. I'll tap here. Swipe right with four fingers. Checked. Tap to assign in list. Showing items 1 to 16 of 56. We are told swipe right with four fingers, tap to assign. And if I go back and tap on the swipe left with four fingers, we will hear the same thing. And so what happens is that you could go through the different items or through the different gestures and actions that you could like to reassign this gesture to. So for instance, if I go back to the top of the screen and I go swiping down with one finger through the headings, we got basic navigation heading. So you could choose to use that for one of these basic navigations. And one of the basic navigations or some of these basic navigation will include some of the following. Tap. You could use that to tap. In other words, if you don't want to tap or you have some dexterity issues with tapping, then you could set the forefinger swiping right and that will activate a tap when you are on an item. The next item. Touch and hold. Touch and hold. And this has to do with what we refer to as long pressing. In other words, when you find an icon or an item, you double tap and hold. And that brings up the menu. So think of it like the right clicking of a desktop icon, which brings up the contextual menu and things like that. Next. Previous item. Or you could assign it to when I swipe from right to left to do the previous item. Let's move to what else we see next under the next heading. System actions heading showing item 16 to 32 of 56. System actions. In other words, you could reassign this gesture to perform one of these system actions. And when we talk about system actions, we're talking about things like whether you're pulling down a notification shade or you're going home and things like that. These are called system navigations. And here are some of the examples. I'll now swipe from left to right with one finger to go through some of these items. Home. There's home. So if you want to swipe from the right to the left with four fingers to go home, then you could tap here to assign that to it. Next. Back. Or the back gesture. Next. Overview. Overview. Well, by now you understand or have gotten the drift as to what it means to reassign a gesture. I mean, I could even go on. Let's look at the next heading. Reading, heading. You could also use it for reading purposes. And some of these reading gestures would include some of the following. Read from top. You could decide to assign the four-finger swiping right to perform the read from top. And if that's what you want, you simply tap here and that will assign it to the read from top. 
I'll show you what I mean. I'll tap here just for giggles. Talk back settings. Swipe right with four fingers, read from top, in list. Now, of unassigned, it now tells me that swiping right with four fingers will do the read from top. I'll go back, though, and change it to the unassigned. And how you go about changing it back to unassigned, you simply tap here. Swipe right with four fingers. Checked. Read from top, in list. Showing items 27 to 42 of 56. All that needs to happen to put it back to what it was, which was a tap to assign, is to move back toward the top of the screen, and there, the first item there would be the tap to assign. I'll move back to the top. I'll now put my finger near the top. Tap to assign. And there is the tap to assign. I tap here. Talk back settings. Swipe right with four fingers. Tap to assign in list. And Show we're back to, to tap to assign. So that's how you go about assigning an unassigned gesture to something you wanted to. And if you want to set it back to the unassigned gesture, that's how you go about reassigning it to the unassigned gesture. And as I said, this concludes our talkback highlights. And I do want to thank you so much for going through these highlights from talkback throughout these episodes. We'll be back again when new things arrive in talkback or whenever we feel the need of revising these things with changes that may be coming to talkback. And now, on behalf of the podcast crew of Blind Android Users Podcast. I would like to thank you all for going through these gestures with us. And this concludes our gestures. And that concludes today's episode. However, Austin, give people a way to contact us, would you? For people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you so much for all that you do. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And from me, it's goodbye. Later. Bye. Keep Bye. doing it. Good vibrations. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.